Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Milwaukee, an hour affiliate, 1250 a.m., our friend Steve Pfeiffer joins us now. And Steve, uh, maybe this wasn't expected to be quite the toe-to-toe knockdown dragout that we got with the Celtics missing so many people. But what did you see from the Bucks that allowed them to pull it out in OT? Drew Holiday played out of his mind. <laughs> it's a what, half court shot or whatever at one point in the quarter. Uh, and then just comes up huge in big moments at the end of regulation. Uh, and then in overtime as well, you know, Giannis, he was horrible at the free throw line. It really wasn't that good overall for uh, a majority of that game. But down the stretch, you know, he finally hit some free throws. I, hit, I think he hit like five of his last six or six of his last seven, something like that. Uh, down the stretch, uh, when they needed him to hit those free throws, he finally started hitting free throws. That obviously helped. Uh, Chris Middleton was playing pretty good, but then he reaches minutes limit. You know, he's coming off of an injury, so they pulled him and didn't play him at all in the overtime, so they had to play without Middleton in the overtime. Uh, that hurt him as well, and that game was a, a, a relatively big game if you care about home court advantage in the playoffs. And Stan Van Gundy on the broadcast, him and Brian Anderson uh, on TNT were talking about you know, this being a big game for a home court advantage. I guess as a as a Bucks fan, I don't view it as much so. I look at that series last year in the playoffs, and, you know, you can look at, oh, Boston had, you know, the the last game uh, at home, and that's why they won. But in reality, if the Bucks have Chris Middleton, I still think the Bucks probably win that series regardless of who has home court advantage. But now the series is tied at one, and mm-hmm. you get one more game in March to decide who gets home court advantage for that one seed. We're nearly three-fourths of the way through the NBA season now. The Bucks have won 11 in a row. What characteristics have you seen with them over the course of this streak? Chris Milton came back, uh, and he's playing really well since he came back. You know, he came back earlier in the season from the injury last season um, and really struggled, really didn't look like Chris at all. Um, and then they took him out again because he got hurt again. Mm-hmm. And then he'd been out for some time, and now since he's returned, uh, and he really took his time because he wanted to be right this time when he came back. And he looks right. Uh, he's doing stuff that Chris Milton does, you know, turnaround jumper, hitting him. The mid-range jumper is money again. Billy to kind of get inside whenever he wants to is there as well. And as his minutes build up and he gets uh, into form even more than he is already, that's what's going to really make this team, you know, that title contending team, that championship caliber team uh, is with Chris Milton. Without Chris Middleton, it just wasn't the same basketball team. They were missing everything that he brings, the ability to take somebody off the dribble, the ability to hit that open shot. Uh, this this team has been hot and cold from three uh, for stretches of time. That's been a real problem uh, at this point, uh, and hopefully uh, they get a little bit more consistent with that. You know, they had Jay Crowder, 
uh, the trade deadline. I think they'll probably add a player or two here on the buyout market, uh, which will obviously help. Joe Ingles, which was their big and only real free agent signing of the offseason, was hurt mm-hmm. all the way until the opportunity for him to play in about mid-January. So he's been working coming off of an injury from last year as well uh, when he was playing. So as this team gets healthy, uh, they're going to get better, uh, they're going to get stronger, and I think they're going to be the team to beat. Remember, there's been no Bobby Portis either for the Bucks. Uh He's been out now. You know, Milton comes back, then Bobby Portis gets hurt, and he's been out for the last several weeks. So once they get him going back again, Jay Crowder gets healthy and he starts playing because Crowder hasn't played all year. He's just been working out because of the Suns dispute. I really think this Bucks team has every opportunity to win another championship. Steve Pfeiffer is with us from Milwaukee, where the Bucks, yes, extend their win streak to 11 games in a row, though it goes into overtime against the top team in the East, the Boston Celtics. And Steve is with our Milwaukee affiliate, 1250 AM, but also Talks Bucks on Green and Growing, the podcast. I just want to talk about Drew a little bit more because he set a career high in three-pointers in this game. He now has the longest gap between all-star appearances. So he last played for the Sixers in 2013 and now he's going back. That's really incredible for him. The crazy thing about Drew Holiday is, you know, the Bucks traded for him uh, and you hear from guys around the league and talking about guys that are underrated and guys that don't get enough credit, you know, in the media or, or whatever the case may be. And almost everybody was saying Drew Holiday was that guy uh, about if he deserves more praise than he gets. That he, He's one of the best at his position and People just don't talk about him enough because of the teams he's been on previously. And now being on this team, you know, that's won a championship. And, you know, he's got a long-term deal here with Milwaukee and playing with an MVP, playing with a team that's near the top of the Eastern Conference, uh, going into the All-Star break every year or at the top of the Eastern Conference. I think now finally starting to shine some light uh, and giving him the publicity that he probably should have had this entire time. He's a hell of a defender. He's a great distributor. Uh, he can get hot from outside, like you saw, uh, and he's a great leader on and off the floor. He does yes. a ton of stuff uh, in the community. Him and his wife, they did it in New Orleans, uh, and they're doing a ton of stuff uh, locally in Milwaukee as well. Just just a great dude. We're spending a few minutes with Steve Pfeiffer, who joins us from Milwaukee. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. You know I love doing this to you. What is the bigger story right now? The 11-game win streak, the Bucks being very close to the Celtics atop the Eastern Conference, or the future of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? The Bucks get very little play in Milwaukee on Sports Talk Radio, Amy. Oh very, gosh. very little play. Uh, it, is, it is all Packers all the time. And it is definitely all about Aaron Rodgers and his darkness retreat that apparently he starts at the end of the week. Uh, he was on Pat McAfee's show talking about that again today. Uh, so it, it, that's what it's all about. Everybody is sitting here waiting to see, you know, is he going to ask for a trade? Is he going to retire? Is he going to play for the Packers one more year? And it is very much like Brett Favre. I mean, we're, it, it might be worse because we're going through the exact same thing again. And it's funny that, when he was here and going through all this with Brett, that was one dude that he pretty much said, I'll never be like him. Like, you're, I'm never going to cost my team a game with a ton of interceptions. I'm never going to do what he did at the end. Like, I'm just never going to happen. And he's kind of doing the exact same thing to Jordan Love that Brett did to him. It's mm. almost identical right now. And if he ends up with the Jets, which is right. one of the teams that's really interested, it would almost be from the category of you can't make this stuff up. 
if it's true, the reports of the Packers not wanting to trade within the NFC, I, I think that's beyond idiotic at this point. Rodgers has a year or two left. So what if Aaron Rodgers goes and plays for the Washington Commanders or the Saints or whoever he goes to play for, and maybe he beats Jordan Love and the Packers once or twice. Fine. Jordan Love, if he's good, is going to be a Packer for the next decade. Who cares? Move on. Get as big of a haul as you can get to say that you're not going to trade him within the conference. You're possibly giving up the biggest haul you could possibly get by narrowing it down just to AFC teams. From what we've seen of Jordan Love, from what we've heard about Jordan Love, is he ready? He looks a hell of a lot better now than he did prior to the year starting. And I think a lot of credit has to go to Tom Clements, who the quarterback's coach that they brought out of retirement, uh, the guy that Aaron Rodgers loved to death under Mike McCarthy and praised nonstop about his development and how good he became. Uh, and then remember when that whole thing fell apart where he was going to call plays, McCarthy gave it up, and then after about, I don't know, was it three, four games, whatever, McCarthy changed his mind and pulled it back away from him. And then after that, Clements was out of there after that year. He went and coached Kyler Murray. Rookie of the year, Kyler Murray, that year, and then he retired and walked away, and Kyler Murray probably hasn't been the same since. Uh, so then they convinced him to come out of retirement uh, to help Aaron Rodgers, right. and Jordan Love is the benefactor and improved dramatically uh, from last year to this year. And now I think a lot of people in that organization think he's ready. And just look at some of the interviews on Radio Road in the Super Bowl. Aaron Jones, I think, talked to almost everybody in the country. Uh, the Packers running back and pretty much told everybody that he thinks he's ready to go at this point. So we'll see. Can this Packers team as it's currently constituted, regardless of quarterbacks, can the rest of the team, the team that's put together now with Brian Gutenkunst, can they compete for a title? Because this year was not what you expect from the Packers. Uh, I mean, they there was so Rodgers didn't play at an MVP level. Fine, I think we all understand that. But they also were beset by injuries. The offensive line uh, was a mess. David Bakhtiari was in and out of the lineup. They're all pro left tackle. Uh, they had injuries along the front, uh, left and right, where they had to keep playing this rookie Zach Tom, who played really well, and he was playing guard tackle all over the place. Uh, then the rookie wide receivers, Christian Watson was hurt. Romeo Dobbs was hurt. Once Watson came back, Dobbs got hurt and he was out. Robert Tunyon coming off the ACL injury took him almost to the end of the year before he started looking like who he was prior to the injury. There's a lot of stuff going wrong offensively. Defensively, they were a train wreck all year until the last few weeks when they made some adjustments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Packer fans wanted Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, fired. He was capped. Packer fans still complaining about that as they're seeing all these other defensive coordinators who, in their minds, is far better than Joe Barry, yet Joe Barry has a job and they didn't get one of these guys to upgrade the position. I think if Aaron Rodgers comes back, looking at the NFC, I think the Packers would have uh, every opportunity to compete for an NFC title uh, as much as anybody else because the NFC really doesn't have a lot. The Niners don't have a quarterback. The whole NFC South doesn't have a quarterback. Uh, (laughs) If you look at Philadelphia, uh, they're going to be the team still probably, but they've got free agents. Uh, So what are they going to do in the free agency market? Does anybody trust Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy? Packer fans don't. So, <laughs> well, that's from, not fair. <laughs> well, it's Mike McCarthy. I'm just telling you, being honest, they don't trust Mike McCarthy. So they're not worried about the Cowboys. I, I just think you look at it, and the Vikings, they're going to probably lose half of their defense to free agency. 
So I, I think if Rodgers comes back, I think they have every opportunity to compete for an NFC title. It's going to be a heck of a lot easier in the NFC for Aaron Rodgers than it would be going to any team in the AFC at this point. Including the Raiders, where yeah. obviously Devontae Adams is now, and they just cut Derek Carr. All right, Steve, so let me ask you this question. Certainly an opinion question, but I know you have them. Do fans want him back? No. Absolutely not. Wow. No. No, and I, you know, it's funny. I was on uh, six seventy the score in Chicago earlier today on their afternoon show uh, with uh, Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes, and they pretty much were. We were talking about that same thing, and I was just saying, you know, on Twitter, yes, the majority of fans do not want him back, and you can say, okay, well, that's a vocal minority. Okay, fine, maybe it is, but in my day to day life, whether it's people coming up to me when I'm at the grocery store, or whatever, family, friends of mine, it's a struggle to find anybody that wants that. That, that guy back right now. It is a true struggle. Okay, why? On anybody that wants Why? Back. What happened? I think they're just sick of all the BS every offseason of show me how much you love me, tell me how much you love me, and not letting it go. And the whole Pat McAfee thing, I think, is once in on a lot of Packer fans and having to deal with that drama every single week, all season long, of what is he going to say now to create drama. Uh, I think people are just sick of it. And okay. Just want to move on. Like, if Jordan Love is great, fine. If Jordan Love's not, then I guess they're going to rebuild and figure it out. But they just are, are pretty much done with 12 at this point. Uh, me, personally, um, I, I want them back one more year to see what they can do um, with Aaron Rodgers in a second year with this wide receiving core. Because I think this wide receiving core can be pretty good. I they think improved. Watson yeah. has a chance to be pretty special. Romeo Dobbs in preseason and training camp at the beginning of the season looked like he was going to be really good. Give him a second year, see what happens. And then the issue becomes Jordan Love, right? So what do you do? He has a fifth-year option, and my suggestion has been the whole time of just give him a three-year extension. Uh, pay him for the fifth year, sixth year, seventh year, uh, middle of the middle of starting quarterback money, so $15 million a year, whatever it is. Assure him years five, six, and seven. Tell him, you're my guy after Aaron Rodgers. We're going to do this one more time with Aaron Rodgers, uh, and then it's going to be your show. And make sure Aaron understands the same thing. But this is it. One more run at this, and then if you want to be traded, then we'll move on from you. I was wrong about Tom Brady. Most of the NFL community was wrong about him retiring. A lot of people, in fact, I heard from so many people inside the NFL who said 100% he is going to play again. Any chance he retires, in your opinion? No. And he, you know, he called BS on the whole. He doesn't, you know, he, he wouldn't care if he was sharing a stage with Tom Brady. Um, but it's not only Tom Brady. It's also Wisconsin's very own J.J. Watt, who at this point is far more beloved than Aaron Rodgers probably is in the state of Wisconsin. It would be those two and Rodgers all in Canton together. I just think he plays again, whether it's with Devontae Adams and he forces his way to the Raiders. Um, I, the Jets thing, I just don't see it. I, I can't imagine he wants to deal with New York media. I mean, that's just not who that dude is. He, he didn't want to deal with all that. And I think that's the one thing he liked about Green Bay, you know, uh, it's not the same thing. Paparazzi and all that other stuff that goes along with all that stuff if you're playing on either coast or whatever. And I just don't think that's that's his jam necessarily. And that's not, not something that he really wants to deal with. Because if he goes to the Jets and they go 8-8, eight and eight, they're going to absolutely kill that dude in the media. <laughs> uh, so there will be far more pressure if he goes to New York, and if, including Las Vegas. If he goes to the Raiders, there's going to be a ton more pressure on him. If he comes back to Green Bay, there's not nearly as much pressure on him. Uh, and whatever happens, happens, and you write it out, and it's over.
Mm. And he says his piece every week on what has become his personal platform with Pat McAfee. <laughs> made that dude a lot of money. <laughs> All right. So you can find Steve on Twitter at Sparky Radio. And he's with our Milwaukee affiliate, 1250 AM. Uh, but also he's got the Curd and Long podcast, which is devoted to Packers. It's brilliant. And then Green and Growing, which is devoted to Bucks. And we always enjoy having him here on the show. So thank you for a couple of minutes, Steve. Absolutely. Always fun. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 